Welcome to the Semicolon Club podcast. Funny name, serious podcast. In each episode, we focus on topics relevant to those living with colon cancer. It is our goal to inspire and encourage you during your fight and to provide hope throughout your journey. The show is not just for patients, but for survivors, caregivers, family, and friends as you navigate this journey together. Stay tuned. Welcome to today's podcast. Today, we're going to go over a few things that you can do as a caregiver to take care of yourself. If you're not taken care of, then you're not going to be able to take care of those around you. So first, I want to start off by commending you for taking on the task. Some folks are put in the position to be a caregiver because they choose to be, and then others become a caregiver with little to no warning, and they just find themselves in that position. But no matter why you are in the position of a caregiver, there are a few things that you can do to help yourself, which will in turn benefit the people that you are taking care of. The first thing is to accept help. Be prepared when other folks ask you what they can do. I know for some of us that's very difficult, and sometimes you may find yourself in a position where you really just don't know what you can do, what what you can do to help the other the, the person who is the caregiver. You know, you want to take a meal, but maybe they're not at home. Um, I know I experienced that with my dad. Um, I had several friends that wanted to, they reached out, they wanted to help, but in the particular situation we were in, um, there just wasn't a whole lot that people could do um, as far as meals and that type thing because we were just in the hospital. But if um, if you're in a position where maybe you've gotten the person home, uh, maybe you're caring for someone in the home, uh, maybe a friend or family member is able to run an errand or pick up groceries or bring a meal. Accept that help and don't feel bad about it. Friends and family want to help. They wouldn't offer if they didn't want to. Um, The second thing is to get connected. Find out about uh, caregiving resources that may be available through your hospital, through your doctor's office, um, even in your community. Um, There are many uh, community caregiving services that would offer transportation, meal delivery, things like that. And those are a lot of times provided at no cost. Um, They're just service. uh, Different different folks in the community are just donating their time to serve those in the community. So check with your doctor's office. Check with the patient navigators at um, at the hospital or the cancer centers and see what resources might be available. Another thing that you can do, and I think this is very important, um, is joining a support group. A support group for the person going through treatment um, is very vital, but there are also support groups for caregivers. And a lot of times, you as the caregiver, you need to be able um, to talk with others who are in the same position, talking to people that understand what you're going through and may can give you some things that they've done to help 
Um, they may can just give you tips and tricks for the person that you're caring for, um, maybe something they found that worked. It could be something so simple as um, how they were able to get get the, um, the patient to eat, um, maybe things that they found. Um, I know one thing that I would have never thought of um, until I started working with colon cancer patients is when you're going through um, the cancer treatment for colon cancer, they talk about um, you know, lemon drops, um, things like that that you can just suck on, uh, peppermint, lemon drop type things, um, just hard candy, just little things like that. If you've never been down this road, you may not realize that, oh, that's something that, you know, might help with nausea or it might just be something, um, you know, that, that get get a few calories in them and just, just settle their stomach. So just little tips and tricks that you may pick up from um, these support groups. I, I definitely think that is a very important thing that you can do. Um, another thing is for you to set personal health goals for yourself. Um, trying to set a good sleep routine and trying to set aside time to be physically active um, as many days of the week as possible. Trying to eat a healthy diet and, and drink plenty of water. Um, those are the things that are really, really, I would say, the first to go. Um, you know, when you're in a stressful position, when you're trying to take care of somebody else, the first thing you do is either quit eating altogether, and, you know, it's, it's like just trying to grab maybe one meal a day, or um, you are stress eating, which means you're just grabbing the first thing you can find and not really giving any thought to, to try to make healthy choices. So that is, that's very important um, to, to try to set this personal health goals because the healthier you are, the better able you'll be to take care of that patient. Um, not getting enough sleep, that, that causes health issues. Um, and just you know, for, some, for some folks, depending on what the situation is, you may be up and down throughout the night. Um, I've, I've heard it likened to you know, almost having a baby, except you know, you've got an adult who is on a sleep schedule um, maybe it's due to medication that they're having to be administered. Uh, you know, maybe they're needing help getting to the restroom, whatever the case may be, might be taking blood sugar, um, whatever that may be, you may be getting up four five, six times a night to care for that patient. And that makes it very difficult, you know, for both the patient and the caregiver. So trying to set as best a schedule as you can uh, to allow for some rest, um, and one way that you might can achieve this um, is something called respite care. Um, it might be hard to think about letting your loved one be taken care of by someone else, um, but there, there are services called respite care, and these, um, these services are available through most hospitals. Um, certainly talking to patient navigators at the different cancer centers, they can talk to you about about respite care, um, there are several options. You can do in-home where you have a health care provider come into the home and they can provide anything from companionship, nursing services, um, bath, aid, you know, all kinds of things are available just depending on what you need with your particular situation. 
So you've got the in-home respite, and then you have um, adult care centers and different kinds of programs where you may actually um, be able to take the patient and let them spend some time with other other folks. Um, it may be you know people going through similar uh, medical situations, or it may be a variety of things, um, but just just an area where you can go and. They can have some interaction, but also gives you some time to possibly run errands or just get some rest. Um, so there are there are different options. I would definitely encourage you talk to talk to your social workers, patient navigators, whoever is available um, at your at your particular location or cancer center. So you um, can talk to them and just try to get some recommendations on what respite care is available in your area. The last thing that I wanna talk about today is the fact that as a caregiver, you are under an immense amount of stress and it's important for you to have um, your own personal support system. And what I mean by that is you need to have somebody that you can talk to, whether that is a friend, uh, whether that is um, a pastor or um, a counselor, a Sunday school teacher, um, whoever that may be, you need to have somebody that you feel like you can trust, that you can share the struggles that you may be going through uh, with that person. And um, without any uh, feeling of guilt or condemnation. Um, as caregivers, a lot of times uh, I hear people say that they just feel guilty for feeling tired. They feel guilty for feeling stressed. Um, and that is a normal feeling because you're taking care of someone and you automatically empathize with that person and, you know, you think, well, they've got it worse than I do. How dare I feel tired or, or stressed out. But those are totally normal. They're just total normal responses, both physically and emotionally. And so it's important to not keep those things bottled up um, because eventually it's like the, the pressure cooker in your grandmother's kitchen. Um, eventually the little spigot on top if, if the pressure is not released, the little spigot is going to fly off and who knows where it will land. Um, and it's usually not very pretty. So I want to encourage you to make sure that you reach out. And, you know, if you if you just don't feel like you have anyone you can talk to, um, the social workers and the cancer centers, I can tell you from experience, these ladies are phenomenal um, and that they are there to to help the patient, but they're also there to provide support to the family. So I would just encourage you to, to make sure that you reach out and, and just don't keep things bottled up. So that's all that I have for today. Just a few, a few things to share with the caregivers. Um, and just remember, to be the best caregiver, you have to take care of yourself. And we will talk more about these uh, things in later episodes. And I wish you all a wonderful rest of the week. And we'll see you next time. Thanks so much for joining us today for the Semi Colon Club podcast. See you next time.